0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch Podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible, and as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Go to solomonsporchteaching.com for the notes from this episode.
1: Let the temple be filled with His glory, let the courts be filled with His praise, let us worship.
2: Everybody, I want to personally thank my good friend David Johansen for singing that wonderful chorus. Let the temple be filled with his praises. You know, it's always been this way. I encourage you to go back and listen to podcast eight, where we talked about the brick and mortar temple with Solomon. And at the dedication of the temple, the king was on his knees in front of of all the people praising God and God's glory entered the the temple. Today, we are the temple of God. Ruth will read Psalm 150, which is a great Psalm on the importance of praise.
0: Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts praise him according to his excellent greatness praise him with the sound of the trumpet praise him with a psaltery and harp praise him with the timbrel and dance praise him with stringed instruments and organs praise him upon the loud cymbals praise him upon the high sounding cymbals let everything that hath breath praise the lord praise ye the lord
2: amen well just to remind all of us that this whole podcast series is uh, built around the concept that our body is a temple. And I have to admit, I find some difficulty in understanding that. But Jeremy Myers put it this way. Humans have three parts, body, soul, and spirit. He goes on to say, the body is the physical side of a person. It touches the material world through the five senses of sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. The spirit is the spiritual side of man, interacts with God and the spiritual realm through its own set of senses, things like faith, hope, prayer, and love. The soul is the life of a person. It is the animating principle of a person and is responsible for imagination, for memory, for reason, and emotion. Although the Old Testament talks a lot about praise, so does the New. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, verse 13, verse 15, it says that praise is a New Testament sacrifice. Ruth?
0: By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name,
2: now, podcast nine, our second one, was the principle, <clears throat> excuse me, Solomon left us what I call maintenance principles, 25 commands and 23 blessings. And I encourage you to listen to that because it really is tremendous information on how we can maintain our body as a temple, particularly through the days that we are living in today. Podcast 10, which we uh, will begin today, and I encourage you to go to our webpage and get the notes because the notes uh, give a lot more detail than we have time to do on these podcasts for your own personal study. And that's, of course, why I do it. So on page 10 of your notes, if you have them, we entitled this, How Then Shall We Live? Or How to Profit from Trials. We've all got trials. And Ruth is going to read something to you from page 10.
0: 2020 has been declared the year of the Bible. (laughs) This is a move supported by Pope Francis, Rabbi Zacharias, Franklin Graham, and over 20,000 churches in over 100 countries. The bible is by far the world's bestseller over four billion copies have been sold and it continues to be the number one bestseller with approximately a hundred million sold every year that's the uh, a quote from the new yorker the bible will change your life if you read it and obey it first peter 1:23. so why does god allow bad things to happen to good people as hard as it is to acknowledge We must remember that there are no good people in the absolute sense of the word. All of us are tainted by and infected with sin. As Jesus said, no one is good except God alone. All of us feel the effects of sin in one way or another. Sometimes it's our own personal sin. Other times it's the sin of others. We live in a fallen world and we expect the effects of the fall. One of those effects is injustice and seemingly senseless suffering so the Bible clearly identifies this question and gives answers in three ways. First, the problem, secondly, the promise, and thirdly, the provision.
2: I call this God's university of adversity. If we obey this teaching, we can graduate with a PhD. I have a new favorite Bible verse that's in, found in Isaiah forty-three nineteen, which says, "'Behold, I will do something new now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? Question mark. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. And that's my goal today as we go through this tremendous change in the world, that there God will provide a new way for all of us. So on page 11, Ruth has read the Uh, the three ways that God answers this question, and we're only going to spend time really in depth on the third one. On page 11, of course, is uh, the problem, and, and Ruth has already identified it. Point four, the sin of Adam and Eve introduced three major types of disobedience, and mankind is involved in these today. Number one is the lust of the flesh, number two, the lust of the eyes, and number three, the pride of life. But trials are with us for a reason. And uh, there are five quotes on trials and tribulations that I think uh, I read from time to time and I find them encouraging. And Ruth is gonna read those five to you now.
0: Trials teach us who we are. They dig up the soil and let us see what we are made of. That's by Charles Spurgeon. True faith is not going to get out of a hard place but to change your heart out of a hard place. That's David Wilkinson. Dwight L Moody said the Bible was not given for our information, but for our transformation. He also quoted, God does not expect the impossible from us. God wants us to expect the impossible from him. Joyce Meyer says we all face storms in life. Some are more difficult than others but we all go through trials and tribulations. That is why God gives us the gift of faith.
2: The promise, uh, as you can see on page uh, 12, the vital to have a vital importance of a biblical worldview and not not a lot of people today are looking at what's happening in our world our changing world necessarily from a biblical worldview but i believe it's very important richard weaver said a worldview is the most important thing that we know about a man or a woman but we want to spend time today on the provision which starts at the bottom of page 12. And uh, on here, of course, we talk about the very important, the only way a person can experience the provision of God is to have a personal relationship with, with God. This opportunity is simply to accept Christ as Savior for the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting, John 3, 14 to 21. So I want to go through something that has become very, very meaningful in my life. Uh, Ruth and I are not coming to you Uh, from the top of the world, so to speak. We've got our own major, major issues because of COVID-19, like many of you have. So we're not sharing from uh, the penthouse, so to speak, but uh, I think that's very important for all of you to understand. So we're going to go to uh, James chapter 1 today. Now, these verses have become probably the most powerful thing in my life recently because it's God's way of provision for handling a problem. Let me say that again. It's God's way of provision for handling a problem, whether the problem be financial, business, health, marriage, family, personal, or anything else. So if we go to page 13, we want to begin this uh, teaching, which I think is uh, incredible, James chapter 1, verses 2 to 8 on page 13, a strong recommendation I have is, what I do is I read this out loud probably two to three times uh, a week. Now I cannot begin to tell you what it's meant to me personally, the way it's helped me through some pretty awesome uh, situations that we have found ourselves in because of COVID-19, but it's really entitled, How to Profit from Trials or How Shall We Live? that sounds kind of really a bit ridiculous when how can you profit from trials well here is the answer so we're going to start in james chapter one and we're going to go through these few verses ruth will read james one verse two
0: my brethren count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations
2: now there's nine words that are very important in this passage we'll start with what ruth just read Count. That means to lead the way, to have rule over, to be chief. Really, God? I mean, really? I'm leading the way? But that's what it says. When you fall into, not if. So we're all going to have trials. The Jewish culture believer of that day when which this was written believed that the more trials that you have, the closer you are to God then uh, you count the way and then what are you to do while well, you're to be joyful really that means calm delight cheerfulness exceeding gladness now that's not easy to do but i'm trying to do it the joy with which we endure trials is the present in the signal of hope for future relief so well, then the next major word is fall into to fall into something that surrounds you, to light upon you, like the story of the Good Samaritan, which we're going to talk about uh, a little later. You may not have even caused the trial. Now, COVID-19 and some of the things that other situations have uh, caused trials in your life, you may not even have caused them, but that you've fallen into it. Remember that Jesus taught that the two greatest commandments were, number one, to love God with all your heart, soul, mind. And remember, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives within you. And number two, you're to love, to love others as you love yourself. Very, very important. So when you fall into these trials, and the next major word is the word divers, which means different, various in, various in character, and, and, and that's certainly understandable. Then the next word is temptations. The word temptation means adversity. Trials with a beneficial purpose and effect. Did you get that? Trials with a beneficial purpose and effect. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of trials and temptations. Then we get into verse three.
0: Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience.
2: So now that we know what verse 2 says, and this has been so helpful to me personally and to Ruth as well, now that I know this, which means I understand it and to realize it, that the trying of yourselves means to test. I'm being tested. But, of course, it talks about faith. What is faith? Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. How important is faith? Well, without faith, it is impossible, and the word impossible means impotent, to please God, but he rewards those who diligently seek him. Faith is a gift that God gives us, and we are going to talk about faith in extended uh, time in an upcoming podcast, because it is so important. So So then, uh, verse three goes on to say then that that is when patience, develops. Well, boy, for me, that's been tough because I'm not a patient person, but I am learning to be a little more patient. Am I not, honey? Yes. Would you say that I'm being a little more patient? Please say yes. Yes. Yeah, please say yes. All right. Patience perfects the Christian character. So let patience have her perfect work. Patience is the ability to persevere through increasing levels of trials. That is so powerful and so helpful for me and, and I'm learning how to do it. Now we get into verse four, and we can continue with this teaching.
0: Let, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing.
2: Perfect work. Well, uh, that means that uh, something good is about to happen and uh, that you're wanting nothing. Jesus promised that in Matthew 6, 24 to 34. We're now on page 14. He tells us to put God's kingdom first and all will be given to us. The Date Bible says, worry is a sin and can produce anxiety, fear, disease, and even mental illness. What happens when you worry? Your mind and body go into overdrive as you constantly focus on what might happen, and that's from the uh, Web Medical Doctor Advice. So uh, that's so, so, so powerful. So now we come to verse five.
0: If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him.
2: Now I want to say something that's really, really important. So listen carefully. You cannot ask for wisdom until you follow the Lord's instructions from verses two to four. In other words, if you don't go through the process uh, of counting counting the blessings and counting the trials and all the things that we've been talking about, but when you do now, God says, all right, now you can ask for wisdom. Read verse five again.
0: If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. If.
2: Everybody say if. 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 That little word is mentioned about 1,600 times in the Bible, and God uses it. And so when you see the word, it means that somebody has to make a decision. And in this case is us. So that's why it starts off, if. God asked Solomon about that and he asked for wisdom. So God asks the same question today with a promise. Number one, we are to ask, which means call upon God to do something. Number two, God says that he will give Give is a present participle, which means continual or repeated action with no indication of timing. In other words, it's up to God. Like what I pray, I want God to answer the next 10 minutes. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. And then he's going to give everything to us liberally, which means unconditional supply. Now, that's a powerful verse, but again, you've got to go through the process of Praying back to God, verses two to four. Then we get into verse six.
0: But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed.
2: Faith is our choice again. Because if we do not ask in faith, we are like a wave in the sea. And we all know what that looks like. Ask is a present imperative, which means a command, listen carefully, to do something which includes continuous or repeated action. And we are going to uh, talk a lot about this uh, in coming podcasts, the importance of continuing to ask, how to ask, how to ask, how to ask. In fact, we're going to be talking quite a bit about this in the next podcast. Matthew 7, Verses seven to eight tells us to keep on asking, keep on keeping, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. Verse seven.
0: For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord.
2: In other words, translating verse seven, if we do not follow the principles of verses two to six, and I go over it and over it and over it and over it again, three or four times a week, we will receive nothing from the Lord. Why? Verse 8.
0: A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways.
2: Because we are double-minded, which means two-spirited, vacillating in our original purpose, and we are unstable, restless in all our ways, loving the world means to hate God. So when you go to page 15 in your notes in this podcast, here's a checklist of qualities in your life that will assist you in assessing your action in obeying and trusting in the Lord, especially through trials. And on the left-hand side, I have 10 positive statements and on the right-hand side, 10 negative. And you can figure out where you are in this, but it's a good test. So number one, In the positive, I will read the positive first and then the corresponding negative. Courage versus pride. Boldness versus arrogance. Patience versus self-centeredness. Steadfastness versus self-righteousness. Five, perseverance versus temper. Humility versus controlling spirit. Number seven, self-control versus know-it-all. Number eight, a caring heart, discouragement compassion for others, gossip. Number 10, increased faith, blaming others, not forgiving. And then a statement that I picked up somewhere, when you are hanging on by a thread, make sure it is the hem of his garment. And remember this, and this is really important of who you are as the temple of God, your body, body, soul, spirit that we've talked about, Remember, as the temple of God, the Lord calls you such things. Here's who you are. You're a holy priesthood. You're a chosen generation. You're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people. That doesn't mean you're queer or or, or, or odd. The meaning of peculiar is possession. You're a possession of God. Our response to this, of course, is to praise the Lord. So next week, we're going to be talking, next podcast, I'm sorry, we're going to be talking about the importance of prayer. Today, prayer is mentioned a lot. Um, According to research that I have done, about 50 to 60 percent of North Americans are praying for the end of COVID-19. And of course, there are a lot of other requirements uh, in there as well. But again, I encourage you to take this passage, particularly uh, on on James 1, 2 to 8, go through it each day and speak out loud to God. Speak out loud of what the trial is. Speak out loud to him. Don't just have it in your mind. And and if, if you have the same experience that I've had, uh, you're going to be greatly, greatly blessed and help you wherever you are. God bless. Well, as we all know, we listened to Dave singing the chorus, Let the Temple Be Filled with His Glory, at the beginning of this podcast. And I want to, first of all, remind us all that we are now the temple. Podcast 8, we talked about the details and how we are made up, like the temple, of three parts, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And the words that David sang are very powerful. Let the temple be filled with his glory. Let the courts be filled with his praise. Let us worship the Lord in the holies of holies. Zion rejoices again. There is a difference, friends, between praise and worship. Praise is rejoicing in all God has done for us. The psalmist says that God inhabits or dwells in the praises of his people. That's our temple. In Hebrews, we're told that the sacrifice of praise continually really is a lifestyle that we should all be involved in. So worship also is total surrender to God. Again, in one of our podcasts, we talked about King Solomon, how he knelt down in front of his whole country with uh, hands in the air, and uh, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Well, that could happen to us if we follow these biblical principles. The other thing I want to mention is that the word hallelujah is a joyous song to worship God. The interesting thing about the word hallelujah is that as far as I can find out, it is translated, get this now, all the same in almost every country on the earth. So, whether you go to Japan, or China, or South America, or whatever, you say the word hallelujah. So as we close this podcast, I'm gonna have Dave sing again, let the temple be filled with his glory and hallelujah. And, and I encourage you all to sing along. The words are very simple. You'll be blessed as you do as we sing these wonderful songs to our Lord in praise and worship. God bless, thank you. Let the temple be filled
1: with His glory Let the core
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: you. And Ruth is just going to close in a quick word of prayer.
0: Loving Lord, we thank you for your word, which is strong to our hearts in this this reading this morning. And thank you that you do grant us wisdom and that you strengthen us. Your word says it is God who arms you with strength and makes your way perfect. And so as we humbly and boldly come to you today, we rely on you to give us that strength that we need in these treacherous days that we live in, cause that we would be a blessing to one another. Thank you for our friends. I pray that you will encourage them with this time that we've had now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Solomon's Porch. For notes from today's episode or to contact Barry, please go to solomonsporchteaching.com. That's Solomon'sPorchTeaching.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.